Xtalks connects professionals in the life science, medical device, and food industries with useful content like webinars, job openings, articles, and virtual meetings to help you succeed in your career. This Life Science Focus podcast brings together some of our editorial staff to share insights into the latest B2B industry news to keep you up to date. This week on the show, we are discussing a new study showing an Alzheimer's blood test predicting the disease years before diagnosis and how the world's first smart knee implant aims to change knee replacement recovery. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Xtalks Life Science Podcast. I'm Aisha Rashid, Senior Life Science Journalist at Xtalks.com, and this week I'm joined by Sydney Perlmutter and Mira Nabulsi. Thanks for coming today. So I'm going to start us off with a story about a smart knee. So researchers have developed the world's first smart knee implant that uh, has the goal of really revolutionizing knee replacement recovery. Global medical technology leader Zimmer Biomed and Canadian medical data startup company Canary Medical received de novo clearance and market authorization from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, for the tibial extension for their Persona IQ system. And this system is, as I mentioned, the world's first smart knee implant. Now, this Persona IQ system is the first and only smart knee that has received such FDA clearance for total knee replacement surgery. Now, the tibial device extension that was uh, cleared recently uh, is based on Canary's proprietary implantable uh, sensor technology, and it's an add-on to Zimmer's personalized knee implant called Persona, the personalized knee. So really, these two companies, uh, Zimmer Biomed and Canary, came together with their expertise, Zimmer's expertise being in med tech devices and Canary uh, with data. So they came together to craft this Persona IQ SmartNe. And what this system does is that it collects and uh, assesses data, including gait measurements, um, and that allows for continuous monitoring of patients after they receive uh, the surgical implantation of the device. Now, Persona's Persona IQ's intelligence comes from Canary's uh, gait tracking sensor technology. And the implantable sensor records these gait metrics and they include things like range of motion, walking speed, step count, um, and uh, other measurements. And wirelessly, uh, this data is transmitted uh, to Zimmer Biomed's cloud-based data tracking platform. So after uh, surgical implantation of the device, surgeons can uh, access the data in real time to monitor post-surgery recovery. And this would allow for better post-op evaluations compared to self-reported metrics to measure progress of patients. And Zimmer Biomet's Persona line of personalized implants, which include uh, the persona knee, uh, they're really designed to be customized to each patient's anatomy. So the persona knee system features anatomically accurate implants that are adjustable at very fine increments of one to two millimeters, and that allows for custom fitting of the implant into a patient's uh, bone structures. 
uh, Persona IQ can be linked to other devices in Zimmer's what is called the ZB Edge Connected Intelligence Suite platform, uh, such as MyMobility, which is connected to Apple Watch, um, to enable remote digital care management. Uh, because it's a digital care management platform and it connects to iPhones and Apple Watches. And this platform has clinical intelligence software that allows for healthcare teams to track and analyze data uh, over time and in real time. Uh, to, um, and so for you know, combining the, the sensor that is embedded in this implant and then that being connected to uh, this platform really will allow uh, healthcare teams to analyze and identify progress and long-term trends um, and collect post-op data. The platform, this My Mobility platform, also contains educational modules, exercise tutorials, and telehealth visits, among other features. And these are directly delivered to patients um, through the platform. Uh, and so the FDA clearance of this Persona IQ system comes after Zimmer Biomet actually received clearance from the FDA for uh, its Rosa Hip, which is a robotic surgery system for direct anterior hip replacement. So really this company uh, is very focused on cutting edge, um, kind of personalized precision um, medical devices. And this Rosa Hip is also hosted on that ZB Edge, uh, ZB Edge platform. Um, and again, post-op, it collects data, uh, actually both, uh, well, before, during, and after a hip replacement procedure. So yeah, I just wanted to get your uh, sort of uh, thoughts about this uh, new device and where we're headed really with smart technology. Do you feel like everything just has like a smart take to it these days? Um, is it warranted or is this just the way of the future? So do we need to really refer to everything as smart if this is the way we're going? That's a good point. Um, I, I really like this. And I think after any sort of major surgery, a pa you know, a patient is always going to be thinking like, am I healing properly? Is it supposed to feel this way? Um, you know, how long is the recovery going to take? So I think, you know, if we can allow patients to sort of track their recovery and make it as personalized as possible to them, I think we're heading in a really good direction that will also help alleviate, you know, how many doctor's office calls and visits there have to be as as well. Um, but I think it'll always be like a supplemental element. It's not always going to be like a full solution. But I think for patient, uh, you know, just their peace of mind, it's it's really cool. It's a really cool thing. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a good point about the smart, like that smart just might be average going forward or just what's to be expected. The new norm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of these things I feel like are heading in this direction because it is the new norm. You know, you'd want to keep track of things. And I think all of that technology is actually improving a lot of healthcare. You know, I think yeah. being able to track things yourself, not having to constantly rely on, you know, what doctors tell you and understanding your own kind of information that you receive from all these smart technology really helps someone become more conscious of their health be more conscious of things that they're doing how to better themselves I think it's really cool but yeah in terms of still calling it smart maybe smart is outdated and <laughs> should call yeah. it something else to call Almost. technology um, but yeah no this is really cool 
Yeah, there's like this increasing digitization within healthcare. I mean, even uh, I was reading the other day, you have um, smart hospitals where everything's basically now electronic. So, I mean, yeah. again, that term smart comes into play. And I, I just kind of question that sometimes. But um, yeah, definitely. I think the idea with all of these um, personalized uh, devices, and we see that with health wearables, you know, small things from tracking your fitness uh, uh, measures and um, physiological measures like your heart rate, breathing, things like that. It have been around for a while with like Apple or smartwatches and things like that. So I think it really puts, um, it increases patient autonomy. Amira, like you said, for sure, where the patient has the power to be more informed and make yeah. more informed decisions, which is really important. Um, at the same time, it also alleviates the burden on patients. Um, Sydney, as you were saying, like it can reduce visits and in, in-person visits, um, which can often be a burden, right? People have to take time off work. Um, usually they might need a caregiver or assistant or someone to assist them to these appointments. You know, it's a burden on them as well. And so there's a lot of talk in so many areas uh, from, you know, uh, what we're talking about today and also clinical trials really to reduce those kinds of burdens uh, on the patient and their caregivers um, and also to enable healthcare practitioners also um, to really be able to access data more readily and um, assist patients virtually and remotely. So yeah, I thought this was pretty cool. And I know so many of, uh, well, not so, so many, but several of like my mom's friends, my neighbors um, who have gotten uh, knee surgeries and it doesn't look fun at all. And yes, they do. It's a very involved process from the surgery to the rehab. So I think this uh, kind of an implant with this kind of sensor and smart technology would really help. Okay, so with that, I'm going to move on to another med tech uh, device. Uh, this is more of a di diagnostic test. So this is actually really cool. Um, recently, a new study showed that Diadem's uh, Alzheimer's blood test, which is called AlzoSure, can actually predict the disease years before being diagnosed. So results from a clinical validation study show that this blood-based biomarker test can accurately predict progression to Alzheimer's disease up to six years prior to diagnosis. And the data from this uh, retrospective longitudinal study um, has been made available in a pre print before its submission to the Journal of Neuroscience. Now, the Alzheimer PREDICT prognostic biomarker Alzheimer's blood test detects levels of an unfolded conformational variant of the P53 protein in the blood using um, a proprietary antibody that Diadem has developed called UP53AZ. Of course, non-invasive plasma tests are an ideal way to monitor many diseases. Um, including neurological neurodegenerative diseases um, like Alzheimer's, um, looking at their onset and progression before the occurrence of uh, cognitive decline occurs, and also the path pathogenic accumulation of amyloid beta plaques in the brain. So the idea is to sort of um, be able to use blood biomarkers to track disease uh, per, um, onset and progression before you see any of those um, markers, such as the amyloid beta plaques, um, 
formulate. Um, however, I think we talked about this before, biomarker tests are uh, difficult to develop just because it's it's difficult to identify appropriate disease-specific biomarkers, and then to design test assays that can detect them with a high level of accuracy and sensitivity. Now, this new study uh, for the uh, looking at the Alzheimer Predict showed that the prognostic performance of the test was high, um, with results being consistent with previous studies, and it could predict uh, Alzheimer's dementia six years be uh, before the appearance of any symptoms in cognitively normal individuals or those who have minor cognitive impairment or MCI. The test achieved a high level of accuracy uh, with AUC values of 99% over the years of study follow-up. And the study was, um, sorry, the longitudinal study involved 482 patients from the Australian Imaging Biomarkers and Lifestyle Study, and these patients were followed for up to 12 years. And results from the study show that the blood test demonstrated superiority actually to standard PET imaging and other Alzheimer's diagnostics, as well as other uh, Alzheimer's disease-related genetic biomarkers that are under study. Also, interestingly, the results could also uh, offer information and confirmation on the test's ability to discriminate actually between patients at different stages of cognitive decline. Um, for example, from asymptomatic to mild impairment to full-blown uh, Alzheimer's dementia. Um, in my article, I did go into uh, the P53 protein and um, its implication in Alzheimer's disease a bit. Now, P53 is uh, a tumor suppressor. It's regarded as the guardian of the genome because of its role in DNA damage and repair. But in Alzheimer's, um, so we see P P53 loss or P53 mutations very commonly occur in many cancers. However, in Alzheimer's, you, we see that there are altered levels and activity of P53 implicated in disease pathology. And this owes to um, a conformational variant of uh, the protein. And so the Diadem um, Alzheimer's blood test, as I mentioned, uses a proprietary um, antibody to detect levels of this conformational uh, P53 variant. And um, so this is the way they sort of are able to track disease progression by monitoring and looking at levels um, of this P53 variant. Um, so yes, that's the blood test. And I think over the years, we've been hearing a lot about such plasma-based um, biomarkers and translating into blood tests for diseases like Alzheimer's. I just wanted to uh, sort of discuss that and get your thoughts on it. This is really cool, but I, I have a question. I don't know if this is um, this has been mentioned, but so once they find out, you know, someone is prone or will get Alzheimer's, there isn't really much to be done, right? It's just a progressive disease. So what what would what would the benefits of having this biomarker test be done do for a patient? Yeah, that's a good point because there is no cure, you know, very yeah. treatments for the disease. Um, I think 
probably at least to better manage symptoms or to just kind of be aware of um, progression and from, uh, you know, sort of a scientific and a healthcare pers- uh, you know, practitioner perspective, they'd want to um, perhaps study the disease. It, it would allow them to study the disease more so at you know different stages and be able to mm-hmm. identify perhaps more biomarkers or other clinical um, uh, assessments and features of the disease. So it is tough, definitely, be- given that um, the cures and treatments are limited for Alzheimer's. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I was going to say, um, I was going to say, maybe, you know, doing these biomarker tests and finding exactly when the progression starts could actually aid in finding cures. I don't know, maybe similar yeah. to how cancer is, is how I would like describe it, because cancer also builds up with time to different stages and whatnot. And they knew that, you know, the earlier the cancer, the more chances are of survival and things like that. So I wonder if that would like this kind of stuff right now would help them unfold something later is where my head goes but yeah that absolutely that's um kind of what I was thinking too that you know it would really aid in scientific research right so you're able to find these biomarkers maybe additional ones yeah to really understand the biology of the disease as well Mm -hmm. um in different stages and develop uh treatments and uh um better therapies based on that information Mm -hmm. I was actually going to ask the exact same question (laughs) and something that popped into my mind was um, I feel like this biomarker test would be better for people that have already started exhibiting symptoms um, of Alzheimer's because if someone took a test and they were relatively young, maybe like in their mid to late 50s or early 60s, and they found out in six years from now, they may develop, uh, you know, Alzheimer's, that would be a huge crush, yeah. at least to me, a huge yeah, blow yeah. and maybe something that they wouldn't have wanted to know right then and there. Um, but in terms of helping um, finding cures, I'm all about this. But I think the timing of the test is kind of critical for just like helping a patient just live out their life uh, without worrying about what they may face in the coming years. That is such a great point. And it reminds me of like genetic tests, right? It's the same idea where it's like, uh, do we really want to know like what diseases we may be at greater risk for or ultimately develop based on our genetics? So it's tricky. And I would imagine there would be some counseling that would go into something like this uh, for sure. Right. And and I think that uh, some of those, you know, very basic genetic tests like 23andMe and Ancestry also offer health, um, you know, profiles. Don't know how accurate those are, but Mm -hmm. I have seen some of them say, you know, odds of of, uh, Alzheimer's or dementia as well. And if I was going to do a test like that, I think I would unclick that box. Yeah, bypass that information. Yeah, I just yeah. don't need to know. That's what I did when I got my 23 yeah. and me done. I uh, I unticked the health part of the um, process. But now, actually, I wonder if I should have not done that because I feel like maybe I'd rather know things to stop them earlier from potentially happening than, you know, being one day shocked by what is happening. You know what I mean? I think yeah. there's like a, back then I was like, no, I want to live my life in the moment. <laughs> and now as I get older and I'm like starting to discover things, I'm like, oh, I should have done it back then. You know? <laughs> I wonder if you can go back and access that information. I'm sure, that, 
sure you can upon request or yeah I think so I think you might have to I I don't know I I would assume you'd have to send in another sample or something but um it's cool I keep getting emails from them with like updates about things which I found really awesome but yeah all right. So yeah, definitely great points. They're all around. And um, I think, yeah, that's the end of this episode of the X Talks Life Science Podcast. If you liked today's show, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Thanks, everyone. And see you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the X Talks Life Science Podcast. If you enjoyed our discussions today, please share the episode with your friends and colleagues and be sure to subscribe in order to be notified when a new episode is released. To join in on the discussion, you can find Xtalks on social media, email podcast at xtalks.com or comment on the articles directly. Links are in the show description. Take a moment to join our community at xtalks.com to get access to everything we have to offer, including webinars, job listings, virtual meetings, articles, and more. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers sharing them. They should not be taken as professional advice and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position Honeycomb Worldwide. For further information, email us at podcast at xtalks.com. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week.